coming up on today's episode of the Money Pants podcast. Some parents are very adamant that paying kids money is a huge mistake, and they have some pretty valid reasons for saying that. We're going to share with you how to avoid disaster when paying your kids. We'll talk about the concept of directed spending, giving your kids choices within specific boundaries, what to do if your kids don't want to spend their money on piano lessons, but you want them to, what the benefits are for both you and your children when you adopt directed spending, and why the kazoo may just be the answer to all your problems. All this and more, but first, the joke of the day. A group of eight Boy Scouts are telling their Scoutmaster all the good deeds they had done that day. One pipes up and says, yeah, we helped a little old lady cross the street. The Scoutmaster looks at them and says, it took all eight of you to do that? And the boy replied, yeah, she didn't want to go. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Money Pants Superpower Hour. We are your hosts, Hannah and Fontaine Judd, and we're the proud parents of seven sons and six daughters, ranging in age from college student to toddler. We're both BYU graduates and the creators of Money Pants. Head on over to CaptainMoneyPants.com to learn more about what we do and what we're all about. We believe every person on this planet has been given at least one superpower to help them accomplish their unique mission in life. But the only way to unlock those superpowers is through work ethic. That's when greatness happens. And that's where Money Pants comes in. Money Pants is the complete tool set for cultivating work ethic in all aspects of a person's life. Today's topic is about avoiding the allowance, spending sprees, and having rich kids. Well, kind of. The idea is to talk about making sure that your kids have financial responsibilities. Because with Money Pants, or I mean really any allowance, but particularly Money Pants, they have the opportunity to earn a lot of money. And so I think what we wanted to do is just, well, start off with that a blog that you read, Hannah, years ago about the, the lady who said, don't pay your kids money. Yeah. So, yeah, I had Googled something about that. And there was this one mom blogger and she said, hey, look, it's a huge mistake to pay your kids money. Let me tell mm-hmm. you what will happen. If you pay your kids money, they go and they just start buying all this garbage. They, you know, you, your house fills up with toys. They, they're buying candy and garbage and you have no control over it. And the house becomes a disaster. Overflowing with yeah. all this stuff. Sure. And then they're not willing to clean it up. Mm-hmm. Because they have everything they want, and then they're not willing to lift a finger to try to clean up this mess that they made by buying all this garbage and bringing it into your house. But also, the the big thing that I got out of it, though, was that they're not willing to lift a finger. They're not willing to work. Like, you paid them $5 for doing the dishes, they went out and bought the stuff they wanted, and then they're like, eh. Yeah, and she's like, and then the other thing that she said, which I thought was a fantastic point, is she's like, you know what? People people do this. They say, hey, pay your kids to do chores. Give them an allowance because it'll prepare them for the real world. It'll teach them to be financially responsible. And she's like, I, I'm looking at this. I'm like, uh, no. Uh, my husband and I, we both work. We bring home the paycheck. 99% of it goes towards taking care of the family, taking care of bills. We don't just go on a a spending spree every time we bring home a paycheck. This is actually doing the opposite. It's actually teaching our kids to be irresponsible with money that gets, hey, it burns a hole in your pocket. You have no responsibilities with your money. Mm -hmm. And so her conclusion was 
Don't pay your kids money. It doesn't teach them what you think it's going to teach them. It's actually going to be detrimental to your family, so she your was, home, but, and to your children. Their teeth are all rotting out. Yeah. And but she, she, was, she was anti-allowance and anti-paying kids for anything. Yeah, but she had a good reason for it. Right. But, I, well, it, no, I, but I think she's absolutely right. Yeah, she experienced you, you that. You should not pay your kids an allowance or for doing chores. I 100% agree. If you're not giving them an equal amount of financial responsibility. Yeah. And See, that was the thing that was missing from her equation. Yes. She wanted to teach her kids financial responsibility, teach them how to shop and all that, but she missed the perhaps the single most important thing when giving kids money is, here's what you need to do with it, little Billy. Yeah, she forgot to put the salt in the recipe. Right. You know? <laughs> She's like, oh, this is nasty. Well, there's an important ingredient missing that, yeah, if you don't add that, it's not going to turn out. And so... Um, yeah, didn't add the yeast to the bread. Yeah, you're like, yeah, this <laughs> well, is a this nasty cracker. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, and that's the thing is, when you first introduce the concept of either an allowance or money pants or whatever it may be, tr- any chore training or, or chore um, um, reward system, kids get really excited because they love the concept. I'm like, oh, I'm going to have all this money. I think of Calvin and Hobbes, where his dad and his mom say, okay, Calvin, we're going to give you a... We're going to give you an allowance. And Calvin immediately gets this maniacal grin and goes, fame, fortune, power, it's all mine. <laughs> you know, and I think that's where a lot of kids go. I remember <laughs> years ago we, when we were teaching a family or, or sharing this concept with a family and they brought their, I think, 11-year-old son. Oh, yeah. Didn't them. he start cheering? Oh, he got so excited. He's like, yes, mom and dad. <laughs> and the concept was so exciting because uh, in his mind, it was a free-for-all and he was going to get all the things that he ever wanted. That's not how it works. Money pants is fundamentally different. Well, of course, that's why we say it's so much smarter than an allowance because it's we strongly agree with what this woman was saying in this blog post that if giving your kids money without financial responsibility is a complete disaster. It will, it will not backfire. end well. it It'll not, be worse, yes. much worse situation than had you never paid them at all. So we money pants, That one of the main concepts is that when you give kids money, you have to give them financial responsibility. And and basically all you're doing, remember, you're you're giving them some of the money you were already spending on them anyway. Only now you're giving them the opportunity to spend it. And you're giving them the opportunity to earn it. And so the, the, the idea is you're going to, basically, you're, you're kind of transferring some of your, I don't, don't want to call them bills, but some of your bills and responsibilities to your kids where they belong. Yeah, but it's not the important ones. It's not the ones necessary for life and their well-being. It's 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 more the fun ones, but it's a good place it's, to start. It's easing yes. them mm-hmm. into adulthood is basically by, I'm going to give you a little little responsibility but it at has to time. Be, but it has to be structured and it has to be a very, it has to be very clearly laid out. Yeah. And so we, we like to kind of think of uh, th- this concept, we call it directed spending, where the parents are helping the kids spend their money appropriately, but within certain boundaries and guidelines that your family sets. And and it's all it's all set up in the in the app. Yeah, and you do we, it we and don't call it smorgasbord spending. <laughs> free for all spending. No, no, no. It's <laughs> it's very it's very structured. And I think the analogy we we like to use is think of your kids spending as kind of like going to college where uh, mm. you you have it, it, it's not super strict and you have to take this class, this class, and this class. More, It's more like you have to take something in this category 
of classes. So your kids have to spend their money in this category. They have to spend money in the clothing category. They have to spend their money in the arts and uh, uh, music and arts category or the sports category. And there's nine different categories. Your general education requirements. Yes. Yeah. And Money Pants is kind of set up the same way. There are nine piggy banks for to, to kind of give you ideas on different categories of spending for your kids. Again, we're not... A, you, the kids are not expected to pay the water bill or the electric bill. This is discretionary money that you, the parents, were spending on your kids anyway. Things like clothing, sports and dance, haircuts. music classes, haircuts, gifts for friends, uh, um, electronics, th- those sorts of things. So the idea is to give our kids choices within certain boundaries. So I, you, you had that experience with, with um, one of our kids taking them shopping for church shoes, right? Yeah. But, yeah, so I, I like this. I think this is great. Yeah, I had a daughter who was like, "Hey, mom, I don't have my church shoes. Don't fit me, and they're getting broken. I want new church shoes." And so when it was her outing day, I took just her over to Once Upon a Child, and and it's great because they have a big bucket of of shoes that are all her size. We found her right size. They actually have and, a lot of variety there too, yeah, which is kind of neat. Yeah, it's a fun variety and and high quality stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, name brand. A lot of times it's name brand stuff. And anyway, so we pulled out I think about ten pairs of shoes that she liked. And she tried them on. They all fit. And and so I said, well, wh- which pair? You have this much money. You have enough money to buy any one of these pairs, but you can only get one mm-hmm. because this is how much money you have. Which pair are you going to get? And, and she's like, oh, I don't know, because she's a little bit younger. And I said, okay, well, let's do this. Sit down. And I said, put two pairs in front of her. I said, which one do you like better, this one or this one? And she's like, this one. Okay, we're going to put this in the no pile then. Which one do you like better, this one or this one? And we went through the whole pile, and she had to decide between the two pairs which one she liked better. Mm-hmm. Till finally we distilled it down to, you know, her top two. And and then she's like, oh, I like the flowers on the side of the shoe on this one a lot. I want to get these ones. And and so those were her new uh, and she was really satisfied with her purchase and she bought them. And and it was a really good experience where she made that decision. So I want to break that down. I want to what that is such a perfect example of directed spending. I I want to break that down. Mm -hmm. What was your job? My job was to help her find the right size. Oh, take her to the store first off. Yeah, drive her to the store. Go to the store. I wasn't going to say to my six-year-old, "Go." Would she even have a clue which store to go to, let alone how to get there? Mm -mm. No. So your job: take her to the store. I I, I told her how much money she had. Mm -hmm. Make sure she saw on the app how much money she had, and then I helped her find the right size. You know, I had her walk in the shoe. I'm like, hey, is that comfortable? Because how would um, she know? Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. is it is it tight on you? Okay, well, this seems to be your size. Mm-hmm. And then I helped her, you know, pull out all the church shoes and let her try them on and say, oh, no, I don't like those. And it, she made those decisions, though. But I just well, presented okay. her with that. And then I just asked her questions to figure out which one she wanted the most. Right. So you let, and so that's my next question is, is what, what, is, what was her job? What? Her job was to bring her money mm-hmm. <laughs> and her job was to pick the ones that she liked the best mm-hmm. out of, out of the category of church shoes. That was her job. 
is to decide which one she was going to buy that were in her price range. But then the benefits of the benefits to you, Hannah, what were they? What were the benefits of doing directed spinning? What were the benefits to you? The benefits of doing this were first off, the clothes that I have in my house are actually clothes that my kids like. Uh, because if if I'm just out uh, shopping, oh, these are cute shoes and these are cute and that's cute and bringing it home, which I used to do when my older kids were younger, what happens is you find out that what you think is cute and you like, your kids don't a lot of times. Mm. And and it's it's not that like I, I once got Trixie this really cute green Christmas dress, green and black Christmas dress, and I bought it at a garage sale. And I just thought, wow, this is a, a really cute dress. And I kept trying to make her wear it to, to parties and things like that. And she would just cry. And she's like, Mom, I hate this dress. <laughs> and and she's still now she's a she's 16 years old. And if you bring up that dress, she knows exactly what dress we're talking about. And she despised that dress. And so a lot of times when my older kids were little, I'd have clothes in the closet that they would never choose to put on. They would never yeah. wear because they didn't like them, but I kept them there because I liked them. And, and so cute, cute I would, them. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up having like way more clothes in their closet than that. We had all this stuff that they didn't actually even want to wear. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's really funny how particular kids are about what they like oh, and oh, what they don't like. I had like. a pair of bell bottoms that were, I'm positive were hideous. But I loved them. I thought they were the best. I also had a really goofy '70s shirt. One of those ones with the it was it was those those earth tone striped horizontal stripe. Just ugly. I have pictures of it, and it had this pull chain thing at the neck with a big hoop at the bottom of the zipper. I I don't know why I loved that shirt. It, and kids are like that where. They don't really have a rhyme or reason why they love something. They just do. They just latch onto it. You know, like kids have little blankies. Oh, this is my blankie. Like, really? That You like that? But that kids do. They they have their own style. Every one of them. And, and Superstar. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Like Superstar. She, I, I We found has, she loves bling. Oh that girl God. loves bling. If there's a shirt that's loud, that, that you know, has a bold pattern, mm-hmm. if it sparkles, if it's she's, out there, she's if it Brewster. says, she's here I am, oh, absolutely. she's all about that. Whereas we have another daughter, Ruby, who would be mortified to wear the clothes that superstar she's, she's mortified loves. that superstar wears those clothes <laughs> <laughs> yeah but 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 superstar rocks them she's she like totally she it, it works for her whereas ruby i take her shopping and she's like oh mom I, I i don't like clothes that even have words written on them she's like that just is so tacky that's just not her style at all at all and so but if she weren't making those decisions we would, would have, have i'd have no idea i have no idea we wouldn't, we'd have no clothes. So those are some major benefits to us, the parents, using the system is there's a lot less clutter because we're not buying stuff that our kids are never going to wear. Uh, the kids actually like the clothes that they have. And there there's no stress for us having to buy the clothes because I don't have to worry about, is my kid going to like it? There's no, there's no stress there. And then... It's really fun because we get really cool insights into the kids' personalities of what they like. Because for some reason, when you're picking out what you're going to wear, 
that's like kind of, it's very much you. And so you, it, and it's just, it kind of blows my mind how these young children Every time. have Every time. the particular personality. It's so cool to watch though. It's so. Yeah. Where it, and so you actually get to know your children better. By giving them this opportunity to kind of express yeah, their individuality. It's, it's, it's within a boundary, mm-hmm. but it's still giving them this leeway within a boundary, you know, and it's, you know, I, I once presented this to a woman who said, well, no, I, I, I have to dress my kids because if I were to let my daughter dress herself, she would just go buy Hello Kitty clothes. Oh, I knew you were going to bring that up. I wrote yeah. that. I wrote that down because I'm like, oh, we got to bring that up. Because yeah. I remember that. Yeah. And she's like, I, I just I just couldn't handle that. I was shocked that that lady said, okay, yeah. like, really? Hello Kitty? I can think of a lot worse things for your kids to be deciding to get. Yeah. So, so but but that's, that's an issue with um, some parents where they're like, okay, my kids reflect me and I, they, are, they have to put the kids in their own style hmm. and That's even even if works. even if uh, now and and we and we'll talk about this later but you still have boundaries like hey i don't want you you know wearing a back swimsuit and i don't <laughs> want you you know you're not going to do that but we still you still have boundaries but within those boundaries there's nothing wrong with hello kitty Right. There's nothing wrong with, you know, offensive or, or something. And I, and we'll, it's talk, just, we'll talk about picking your battles. Yeah, picking of. your battles. We'll so talk about that so letting them de- develop their style is actually really healthy for them, too. So if you look at what the benefits are for your child, they get to develop their yeah. sense of style and who they are. How cool is that, though? Like for a, a six-year-old, a seven-year-old, a ten-year-old, like they, they know they're really clear on who they are and they're and they're also able to experiment and try different things to kind of develop mm-hmm. who, who maybe they maybe they think they'll really like this style and they get into it and they're like yeah you know what that really wasn't me mm-hmm. and so they're able to try on a different style and it it's really fun to watch. Well, yeah. And then you have the decision-making skills because, like, my mom would go shopping and it wasn't my money. It was my mom being nice, going shopping and mm-hmm. buying me things. Mm-hmm. And and so she would be like, oh, Hannah, do you want me to buy you this? And I'd say, yeah. Do you want me to buy you this? Yeah. <laughs> do you want me to buy you this? Yeah. Whereas those things weren't things I would have spent my own money on. But because my mom was like, hey, do you want me to buy this? Yeah, mom, buy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mom, buy it. And But it wasn't like if it would have been a lot different had it been my money and I was having to shop and go, uh, no, I'm not going to buy that. And, and Well, no, but, I, re- I remember years ago when we took Superstar shopping and she found some really cute shoes at the store mm-hmm. and she really liked them, wanted to buy them. And then she saw the price tag and it was like 25 bucks and she's like, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pay that. I can get those at the thrift store for four. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it was like, wait, 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 what? What just happened here? What just happened? Like, yeah. if I were buying them for her, she would have been like, yeah, sure, yeah, Dad. Yeah, Dad, buy them. They're great. I love them. But because it was her money, all of a sudden she's like, whoa, no, um, that's too much. And I know I can. I know where I can go to get them cheaper. But also, we noticed that the kids who buy their own clothes take way better care of them. Like they never leave them out. They're, and they always take care of them when they're washing them. Like, it, if I had bought those things for them, yeah, maybe they'd take care of them, but maybe not. But when they buy them, it is guaranteed they're going to take good care of their stuff because they know how hard they had to work for it. 
and they know how much they paid for it. And there's that economy of labor and that, that association of this represents my hard work and I'm going to take care of it. It's, it's really cool to watch. Well, when we were having financial problems and it went back to us, we, we stopped doing money pants and we That just, was a dark time. It was a dark time. <laughs> and, and, you know, we were relying on just anything people gave us. I, it was very apparent. The kids stopped taking care of their stuff. Yep. I remember and, that. It, and it happened and their, very, their, no, their it clothes, happened very quickly. Their clothes very would quickly. get ruined like that. And it was just, it, it wasn't the same, it, the same um, attitude as when they had gone shopping Mm-mm. and picked out and spent their own money on their clothes. And, and it, not that they're irresponsible, but that's just, it just changes things when, when they have that responsibility and and it's good for them. One thing that's cool is they, you know, they do start understanding the world around them where they're looking at the price tag and you're like, oh, don't forget to factor in tax. Oh, yeah. What? (laughs) What's tax? Well, Well, let me tell you. Roughly 10% and they're like, wait, for these $10 shoes is another dollar in tax? Yeah, welcome to the real world. (laughs) And all of a sudden they go, oh, we're Think, not electing that official again. Th- things are, yeah, <laughs> things are a little different than I thought. Yeah. And that, because these are real world issues. And it's it's actually kind of, again, I don't know if that's fun to watch, but the whole process of yeah. them learning these things They're like, is I don't to have watch. to pay tax if I buy this at a garage sale? Mm, Wait. <laughs> I'm going to garage sales. Yeah. And so, and then they learn how to shop where they don't just buy the first thing that they see. My little nephew, who I think he just turned eight. His parents started to to let him make some of these buying decisions. They're kind of looking into money pants. And so for his birthday, they gave him some money to and said, this is for you to buy a Lego set. And so if I understand correctly what happened, he went and bought a Lego set and then later started, you know, was online and looking at other Lego sets and then was going, I shouldn't have spent that so fast I don't think I looked at all my options. Ah, I think it, he, he, he worded it in a different way, but I think he was realizing, wait a minute, I didn't shop as thoroughly as I should have before I spent my money. Maybe I didn't get the best deal or didn't get the best yeah. set. No, no, no. Um, um, Benjamin Franklin. Well, it was the youngest of what, seventeen? Yeah. And the time that he bought the the whistle or whatever for it was, a pen- yeah, for a full penny or something. And like- all of his siblings laughed at him. They're like, "You spent that much for that?" And he was like. I got taken advantage of. Yeah. I, to- I totally botched it. But he learned from it because it was his money. Yeah, and it would be better to learn it with these smaller amounts of money than all of a sudden okay, when you, you're you know 18. What? That's a huge yeah. point. Doing Making small mistakes now, which... Th- that's kind of the idea, is to let your kids within this within these kind of boundaries. Think of it like a, a bowling and you got the bumper, the bumpers on either side so the ball never goes in the gutter. You know, you're the parent. You kind of set it up where let the kids bowl. And make make mistakes, and let the ball bounce down the down the lane, and they knock over two pins. That's so much better to make those little mistakes now when it doesn't mean anything than when they're twenty, twenty five, thirty years old, and they're making mistakes in the ten, hundred, you know, thousand dollar range. All of a sudden, though, the stakes are much higher when they're older. Let them make the little mistakes now. Yeah. Well, our oldest daughter, she. Uh, she pays for her own college. She pays for her own food. She pays for her own housing. She's 19 years old. And she had $10,000 saved up in the bank. Mm-hmm. And what 19-year-old uh, kid has well, yeah, that? Yeah. Ex- tell me how often you meet 19-year-olds that have that sort of 
and and she didn't even like money pants. No. <laughs> but boy, now that she's on her own, she just like has a handle on her money, and so she wanted to buy a car. And instead of just running out to the car dealership, she shopped, and she shopped. No, no, I'm gonna back. I'm gonna stop you right there. My favorite part. You know, and I'm, I'm very pleased she shopped. She narrowed it down. She had all these different options because there are tons of options for cars. She narrowed it down. Like you said, shopped and shopped, narrowed it down to exactly what she was looking for. Four-wheel drive, can haul my, my skateboard, can carry a bunch of my friends, good gas mileage, all these, all, the these, mountains, all these can, parameters. Yeah, it drives well in the snow. And- my, my favorite part, and maybe I'm just a pushover, but my favorite part was when she calls me, uh, calls me up and says, Dad, what do you think? Aw. And I was like, yes, <laughs> yes. Where she was genuinely interested in my opinion. Mm-hmm. If this were buying money and I were buying her a car, she wouldn't care. She'd be like, Dad, what, you know, she wouldn't be asking me what I think. She'd be like, give me the car. But because it was, because it was her money and she had spent so much time and, and, and so much, invested so much time and money into mm-hmm. this, she wanted to know, Dad, what do you think? And I thought that was I thought that was so cool. Well, and not only that, but I think about when my dad turned to me, I had a car that I had bought from my grandparents at a really low rate. But one day my dad said to me, I'm not paying for your insurance anymore. And I'm like, huh? What's insurance? And oh, oh, what does this mean? And I, I had money in my bank account, but, you know, that had I'd saved up through my childhood and I was like, okay, so how do I buy insurance? And, and they're like, you just call and you buy insurance. And I'm like, okay, well, Yellow, what, here are the yellow pages. Yeah. What, what, what company do you guys go with? And they're like, oh, we have state farm insurance. I was like, okay. So I called up state farm insurance. I asked them how much the insurance was and it was really high. I didn't know. I had no idea that state farm was like ridiculously bucks a month or something. No, no, it was $600 for like 6 months. It was something really high. Anyway, and I was a good student. There was no reason for it to be that high. I called them and they told me the prices and I paid it. And that was it. No shopping. And it, it, it ended up wiping out my entire savings account, like wiping me out. And and so I was so pleased that when my daughter bought her car, I didn't have to say anything. She shopped and shopped yes, and shopped she and she found the cheapest, best insurance. No, and Oh, and she asked me about uh, that too. She's like, yeah. Dad, am I, get, am I getting a good deal here? I'm like, well, here are the parameters you need to look at. You know, the liability and uninsured and underinsured and all mm-hmm. that. And she's like, okay, okay, got it. And she was able to compare apples to apples. And it was really cool. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah, but, but she was confident enough to do the majority of the shopping on her but own. But she also knew what to ask. She wasn't about. like a yeah. lost little puppy going, huh? Mm-hmm. You have to do what? She did. A, she did a fantastic job. <laughs> yeah, and so so that uh, that's that's what you want to prepare your kids for. So this concept of directed spending, these are the benefits. There's great benefits for the parents, but there are even more benefits for the kids. You know, they're developing their style, decision making skills, learning about tax, how the real world works, how to shop. They have confidence about you know what they what they like and why. And, yeah, and what they don't like. They, well, even like with dating, our oldest daughter, I've noticed like she's like she knows what she wants, who she wants to date, who she doesn't want to date. Yep. <laughs> you know, like it's the same concept, but, but is same very concept. confident about I like this and I don't like that and I like this and I don't like that. That is a skill 
you develop. That is we, we not that just eternal, a personality. The eternal principle of shopping. Yeah, and it's that's one of those something true you can bring out of your children. And, and they, they take better care of the things they have because they bought it with their money. Mm-hmm. They become proficient at forgery. <laughs> Oh, wait. Okay, one more one more story about my oldest daughter. And this is when we were really poor. They went to like, we got them into the high school where it was like in the rich part of town and the richest kids went yeah. to this high school. And my oldest daughter was like really mortified that she didn't have the name brand clothes. So she went to a thrift shop, you know, spent $30 on a wardrobe. And then proceeded. No, she was really good too. She got oh, a yeah. lot of clothes. Yeah, 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 yeah. She did. She did. And they fit her and all this. And then she proceeded to figure out how to make the Lululemon <laughs> symbol and, and attach it to all her clothing. <laughs> she had a Lululemon purse and a Lululemon <laughs> leggings, Lululemon headbands, and it looked legit. And yeah. So these are great benefits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can teach your kids to be great criminals. No. <laughs> You can pretend to be resourceful. Resourceful. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Resourceful. Moving on, I want to. I want to apply this same concept though to not just clothes. I want. I want to apply this concept to sports or or music, uh, um, schooling or other extracurricular activities where you give your kids choices within a framework. And I think we really need to, when you're starting out money pants, you need to sit the family down and you need to explain to them. You need to say something like, okay, you are going to be earning lots of money. Yeah, guys, guys, we're going to start paying you for for all this work. We have a lot of work. We have a lot of responsibilities. Dad and I have decided we're going to do this new thing where we start to pay you for the work that you do and for the things that you accomplish. But, and your kids are going to go, yay! And then yeah. you say, however, there are rules to the game. And, here okay? they, and, 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 here and they, let's here talk they, about what the rules are if we do this. When you earn money, just so you know, 10% goes to tithing right off the bat. 10% goes to savings right off the bat. Only 10% is fun money. You know, that money for free for all, you know, spending, pocket money, whatever you want to call Going it. Going to the movie only, theater. Only 10%. The remaining 70% of your money goes towards mandatory expenses. And you're going to come up with that. Billy or Johnny or Sally, you know, you and I, as your parents, are going to help you come up with a spending plan. But 70% of your money is going to go towards these mandatory things that we're going to discuss. Uh, And uh, let me give you some examples here. Um, Everyone in our family, for instance, has to play a musical instrument and also be on a sports team and... You also have to buy your own clothes and school supplies. So you know, the good news is you get to decide which sport and which instrument and what clothes. And, and there are lots of options out there. And we will be there to help you whenever you need it. You know, we're not going to leave you uh, high and dry. And then when you buy clothes uh, or, or whatever you choose, it still has to be within the, 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 the family rules. The bounds of the family rules and, you know, the modesty and appropriateness. Yeah, you can't that. have gang symbols on your shirt. But, that, but that's you how know. you set it up with your kids. You say, hey, you're going to earn a lot of money, but a lot of it is going to be mandatory expenses that you're going to set up. You have to have, and this is the concept, this is the, the principle behind money pants is that the kids who earn money have to have an associated responsibility with that. Because you do, you pay your kids quite a bit of money using money pants. We're, we're in one of the cheapest uh, brackets, and I think we're, our kids are still earning like 15 bucks a week. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
for a seven-year-old, that's some major money, you know? So they have to have these, these responsibilities associated with that. And that's, that's where, again, directed spending comes in. If you have a spending plan, and we'll talk about that in a future podcast. That's yeah. why we call it a spending well, plan. Well, a lot of people, when they're setting up money pants, they're like, oh, this is an allowance app that tracks things. And they no. get a little bit. No, this is this is predictive, not. Uh, yeah. What's the term? Well, well, sometimes they get stuck or bogged down. They're like, oh, I have to create a. Wait, what? I have to decide no, where you, this you money said, is you, going. You, you said it and, where it most, uh, all the other ones, they track what you spend. This one actually helps you. Save for what you want. To, how did you say that? You said it really well a long time ago. Yeah, where, that where was like, a long time ago. <laughs> it was really, um, it was really brilliant. Where I'm like, yes, that was the problem with all these other apps is they would just track where you spent your money. Whereas Money Pants, you get to come up with a it's game preemptive. plan where you're going to spend your money. And it makes sure that it there it goes it's, in the right spot. Yeah, and so your money, oh, do, yeah, your money does your money what, yeah, your money again. does what you want it yeah. to do. And not like, oh, yeah, so you spent this much money. It, and that's how most of the budgeting things work out is, oh, this is what you did. Instead of, hey, this is what you can do. If you work hard. And achieve your goals. This is, it, it's the opposite. So, so uh, and part of it is, it, I know people hate being told what to do. So what we do is we need to give them choices but within certain boundaries. So, yeah, and we noticed that a long time ago. Yeah, creatives and and especially comedians are actually funnier when they're given boundaries because then they get all creative. Where I think of Jim Carrey or or Jim Gaffigan or or Jerry Seinfeld, Jim Carrey is at his best when a good director reigns him in. Reigns him in because that forces him to be creative, and he's a genuinely funny guy. But I, I remember um, reading an interview and listening to an interview with both Jim Gaffigan and Jerry Seinfeld. And Jim Gaffigan, he said, you know, I, these are my parameters. These, I won't cross these boundaries. And because he set these boundaries for himself, first of all, he has a larger audience. It's all, it's very calculated. But at the same time, it makes him be creative and to be more funny. And so that's kind of the idea with our kids is we're giving them these boundaries and then they can be creative within those boundaries that we've set. And they like it because then they have more of a say and they're more excited about it. And again, we as the parents, we get to learn more about their sense of style. Like, oh, they superstar does like bullying. I never would have guessed. For instance, your family may require that your kids participate in some sort of team sport. You know, that may be... Yeah, you and, want and so them to have physical exercise and develop that. And there's a lot of great benefits. And we've talked about that in other podcasts where mm-hmm. there are huge benefits to team sports. And all you would do, and this is how you phrase it, you say, okay, Johnny, you and our family, you're required to be on a sports team. Which one do you want to try? You know, and then you present them the options, you know, lacrosse or football or volleyball or basketball or soccer, you know, gymnastics. Well, I mean, maybe he doesn't want to be on cheerleading, but maybe Sally does, you know. So you, you present all these different options. And if you, here's the thing though, if you don't know, if like the kid doesn't know what sport and you as the parent don't know what sport, just try something. Mm-hmm. There's a phrase, you know, do 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 something even if it's wrong. I remember we knew we, knew we wanted our kids to play sports because of the health benefits. And so we put Caleb in basketball. We're like, eh. basketball. I, I, I play basketball. My, my brothers all played basketball. Your dad played my basketball. Dad played basketball. I, I love basketball. Caleb, I, and I know basketball. So, Caleb, you're going to play basketball. We put him in there. And <laughs> we, we, were learned, watching we, we learned really fast. 
basketball was not the sport. In for fact, Caleb. we knew from watching him which sport was his sport. We football. knew oh, he was football. Oh my gosh. He can't truck people like that on the <laughs> basketball court. He can't hip check people on the basketball court. <laughs> so so just his way of going around the basketball court, we're like, this is the wrong sport for him. And and sure enough, we put him in football and he it excelled. was just no, love just... at you know, first sight. It was no, just love at first hit. Yeah, love at first hit. And and seriously, he had a passion for football. Yeah, he loved it. So and then let's say maybe your family has a everybody has to take or maybe all the girls have to take a dance class or maybe everybody i don't know yeah and so all you would say is all right dear daughter uh, you're required to pay for dance classes which one do you want to do the most and it could be you know jazz modern ballet ballroom hip-hop tap and then same thing with you know, um, developing a musical talent you know okay it's a family requirement that you develop one musical talent which one do you want to learn you know the the piano clarinet guitar oboe <laughs> Marching band, drums, singing, opera, kazoo. <laughs> Just, yeah, something in there. Pick something. Because the the, the idea is... Yeah, they might have to practice this the, the kazoo, kazoo in the basement, but hey. Yeah, make sure if whatever one they choose, make sure you have an option to, to some sort of soundproof area, especially with the drums or the violin. When kids start with the violin, it's... Oh, God, so grating. Anyway, and drums are really loud. But Yeah, yeah. But the concept is, Anna, people are naturally lazy. That's not a that's not a slight on anybody. It's just well, well, we, we are back naturally lazy. Back okay. up from the laziness. The the thing is is like with choosing within these categories is each personality, different things speak to different people. We have a daughter, you and I have a daughter who the first time she heard opera she was mesmerized. Oh, yeah. Most everybody in our family doesn't like opera, but this no, daughter. Most people in the world. Ever don't since like she was, a, a, ever since she was a toddler, she, with the first Nobody time. Nobody likes opera. The first time she heard opera, her eyes got all big and dreamy, and I remember that. She was just I like, that. "That is just beautiful," and so. We found, like, even with infants... And that's when we disowned her. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, we we found, sold her. We found, even with infants, that if you want to calm down an infant, you have to find the right music for them. Oh, right. Remember how for Tia, we'd play Enya, and she would just calm down that's and the go to sleep. get her to sleep. Whereas we tried playing Enya for Blackstone. Made him angry. And he'd cry more. And finally, it was either you or one of the kids found out that he loved ACDC. And if you played ACDC... What, was he, six months old? Or Pocket Full of Sunshine, he would calm down and smile and stop crying. It and and he would be thing. He was an infant. ACDC. ACDC. He loved it. I'm not going to lie. Kids got great taste. Yeah, yeah. And so we found <laughs> that with infants, they don't like the same music. We've tested this out now multiple times, but it reminds me of that movie Awakenings where... This Dr. Sarah was working with a group of patients who had they were comatose. Um, yeah, basically. they were comatose. They had had encephalitis when they were younger, and it had damaged their brains or their nervous system in some way, and they were unresponsive. Right. And so he wanted to find some way to help them. And as he was testing things out, he noticed that when he turned on some music, that some of the patients 
uh, started responding to it. Like had brainwaves or something? Or? Yeah, no, they, they like would start eating their food or they would start... Um, so they weren't comatose or... They could still move around, but they would they would respond. um, What's yeah? What's it called? Catatonic. 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 These people were catatonic, but when he'd start playing music, some of these catatonic patients would start moving. Would start moving. They'd start eating their food on their own or something like that. And and but he was like, well, why? It was revolutionary because no one ever tried that. Yeah, but but then he's like, why why isn't this working for everybody? And so he tried a couple of things, and and no, some of the patients just wouldn't respond to it. And then one of the nurses that was working in the office figured it out. He's like, no, this guy here, he likes rock and roll. He doesn't like this classical music you're playing. And she likes this type of music. And they found what type of music each of the patients liked that would bring them out of the comatose state. And so when you're giving, it's kind of like that when you're giving the kids options within the boundaries of, hey, you need music. But what what style of music, what instrument music, right. it, uh, it's going to be different for each individual. Even though you're all in the same family. And you all have find, the same background. Yeah, you all have the same You're going to find one of your kids likes the trumpets. And that you wouldn't have guessed that, but that's that's very much them, not you. And But that's what gets them excited. So... So yeah, let them have that, be that person within those boundaries. And giving them that choice. Yeah. And they, uh, and discovering that is fun though too. It's really fun. And you can discover that by, for example, like if you're, if you want your kids to take dance class and they've never done it before, go to a dance performance. Well, that was, okay. So that was kind of you my know, point. Like I was going to get to that where something. people are naturally lazy. We don't like change. We don't like getting out of our comfort zone. And so if you give your kids these options... Oh, you want to do ballet or hip hop or jazz? And the kid's only ever done ballet. They'll be like, oh, I'm going to do ballet. Because they don't know what these other ones are. I remember mm-hmm. with Blackstone, where we, we we offered, we said, okay, again, this year, you got to play a team sport. Which one do you want to do? You got football, basketball. And here, you know, we had several options. He's like, oh, I'm just going to do football do because football. he's done it before. And we're like, are you sure you don't? Because basketball tryouts are right now. Are you sure you don't want to try out for basketball? He's like, no, I just want to do ba- football. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like don't, basketball. I don't like basketball. And we're like, I've never played basketball. What did you do? You you took so him. So I said to him, I tell you what, Blackstone, I'm going to this tryout anyway because your older brother wants to go to it. I said, you come along, get dressed, come along, do the tryout and see what you think. Mm-hmm. And and we'll we'll talk about it later. It's not going to cost you any money. But you go go see what you think. Mm-hmm. And so I took him, and I didn't pressure him in any way. I just said, hey, try it out. Tell me what you think. And after, it really surprised me. I guess it shouldn't. But afterwards, he was like, Mom, I love basketball. (laughs) I want to play basketball. And he was just, like, raving about it. And I was like, oh, Okay. Moment just moments before he had wanted nothing to do yeah, with it. Yeah, he wasn't interested like at all. So so Well the idea is to kind of expose your kids to different disciplines and different ideas and like yeah. take them to a dance take, recital. Take them to sports take, games. Take them to, to, to sports games. Give, give them all these different experiences. Expose them to the world around them and find Isn't out what they Isn't that a good thing like. anyway? I mean, wouldn't that be a good thing to do anyway? And have them thinking though when you take them, hey, would I want to you're play gonna this? be Would you're I gonna be taking this? a dance want... class. 
which one do you like the best? Take them to an orchestral performance or a, a marching band or whatever and mm-hmm. let them see or or a kazoo chorus. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, don't or do that. Concert, or a concert. Or a concert, exactly. Yeah, and let them see. And- Oh, the electric guitar is for me. Or, oh, the drums. Oh, I want to uh, sing. I, I totally want to sing. Yeah. And I want to be the one with that microphone singing. Whereas other people would be like, no, I wouldn't want to do that. You know? Well, no, but I, th- I think of um, of Ruby. Real mm-hmm. quick, where I remember she did not want to do ballet. She hate, she had in her mind that she hated ballet. She had never tried it. Until you put her, you made her take a ballet class. And, all this, and now, that's her favorite thing. Hands, I mean, hands down. She loves ballet. And, of course, she's got a ballet dancer's body, and she's she's got the mindset and the mentality for it. But, well, it just, it reminds me of the, you know, my dad wanted me to play baseball, and I didn't want, I already knew I didn't like baseball because I played it at recess, and it just wasn't my thing. I didn't like guys chucking balls. I always got hit for some reason. I didn't like the idea of these projectiles getting thrown at me, but my dad's like, you know what? Try it out for two years. Give it two seasons. If you don't like it, I'll never bother you again. I'm like, fine. And I played it for two seasons. And guess what? I still don't like baseball. (laughs) (laughs) I like basketball. But if anything, that solidified it for me. I have no doubt I am not meant to be a baseball player. So I guess, but that kind of leads into the next. (laughs) Well, I had the opposite. My whole life, I thought I wanted to play tennis and I never got the chance. So finally in college, I took a tennis class. And after two weeks, I dropped the class. I I really, really did not like tennis at all. It's just <laughs> and, not your thing. But I wish I had tried it sooner and just gotten it out of my system and went like, no, actually, Rather no. Than that nagging, constant nagging in the back of your mind. Yeah. But, th- but that leads to kind of the, the, the next topic, which is what if, as the parent, you're dead set on having your kid do a certain activity? You know, you're dead set on having your kid, you know, in your family, there's a tradition of everybody plays the accordion. It's just, that's how it is. Your inheritance Where, depends yeah, on it. <laughs> yeah. We we call that required spending, where it's an absolute, where this is just has to happen. We well, kinda, there's a, a, a different reasons why families might have something like that. For example, it may be, for example, if you have a larger family, uh, you know, you have three or more kids and you don't want to be this taxi driver who just drives your kids back and forth across town. And you say, hey, we're going to I'm going to be at this studio here. You need to pick something here right. during that time. Well, we have three sons. They're all playing football. You got sorry. I'm not sorry. Doing football, I'm not doing soccer. all these you're, at the same time. You're all time. playing football or you're all playing soccer. You know, I'm not doing three different sports. It, it's simply an issue of convenience. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then or, you know, maybe there maybe your kids have a specific talent that they maybe they don't realize it. And you as the parent do. And you're like, yeah, you know what? Whether you like, like it or Ruby, not. Like Ruby. Like the story you said about Ruby where we're like, she's she'll probably like dance. And it turns out she did. But she, And she did. In that case, she did. But but getting her to try it, she didn't want to try it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and going back to the whole college example, though, of, of directed spending where, you know, in your college, when you're doing your general eds and even within your major, you have a, a category. And then within that category, you have different options. Well, there are some classes in college you can't get out of. They are required. I remember at BYU, we had everybody had to take American Heritage. There was no alternative. Yeah. There was you had to take this. You class. have to take American Heritage, or you have to take American Heritage, and that was it. So, and there are different reasons why. Maybe in your family, that's just how it is. Maybe, like we said, you know, your inheritance depends on it. 
<laughs> where grandma won't give the inheritance unless everybody plays the accordion. Or maybe it's out of an, a convenience where, uh, you know what, we're all here at the dance studio. You get to take one of the classes that's offered when I'm here. Yeah, or, or all the boys are at football. You guys are all taking cotillion when you're in seventh grade. Exactly. You know, that's I, I want you to have good manners and know how to treat a date or go to a dance. Everybody's taking cotillion. So motives, though, for helping the kids do this, like there's different ways of doing it. One is because I said so. That's not our favorite. <laughs> but and the reason why is because it's just not as effective. Well, yeah, it's it, you can do that. It's just not as effective. It, that will work. One example of that is my grandmother. She uh, was in a large family and her parents wanted their children to make compose be an orchestra where everybody played a different orchestra instrument mm -hmm. and so my grandmother was assigned to be the cello player in the orchestra and so she but she, it wasn't something she had decided and so she was kind of a booger when it came to <laughs> practicing and being responsive to her teacher. And it really- Doing the, doing the bare minimum. Yeah, she would do the bare minimum. And she was a very intelligent young lady, very smart, very capable, but she wasn't quite cooperating. And it drove her cello teacher nuts. And it really bugged her cello teacher. Mm -hmm. And so one time though, her teacher said something about her not being good enough, or I, I don't remember exactly, but it, it, it triggered something within my grandmother. And at the end of the year, they would have this contest, this performance that was like a contest where they would have judges and the students would take turns and they'd get assigned a random order. They would perform behind a curtain. So you couldn't see who was playing. So you couldn't see who was playing. And 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 then they, they would get judged based off of this. Well, secretly, my grandmother played and practiced really 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 hard for this and so she ended up winning this contest and her teacher was ticked off about it and actually didn't want to give her the award because she had just been such, such a, a booger and so and not had been a good example to anyone or anything but she had to give it to my grandmother and then after that my grandmother never practiced again you know Stinker. yeah she's just you know that's so Yes, you can say you're going to play this instrument because I told you so, but you might end up with a situation where it's causing frustration. It's maybe wasting the time or mm -hmm. wasting the money unnecessarily. There's a better, maybe a better way to go about it. Let your kids decide to do it. So in yeah. other words, be you straightforward say, with you them. say, hey, look, this is something I want as your parent. This is something I want. And I am willing to do this for you and let your kids decide what the reward is. Yeah. And and just have be honest and straightforward. Be be very yeah. honest and straightforward. This is something kids. I this want. Is, I want. I want you to learn how to play the kazoo. The accordion. Let's go back to the accordion. <laughs> I want to, <laughs> no, I, no parent wants their kid to play the kazoo. <laughs> or the accordion. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Your grandmother played the accordion. Oh, God. We never asked her how that came to be. Yeah, she was actually very good. <laughs> I want you to learn the accordion. I know you don't want to. However, if you make it to level four in accordion lessons with Mrs. Studemeister within the next three years, I will dot, 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 give you my old Chevy Nova when you graduate. You know, it's, I will take you on a trip to Disneyland in Florida. I will take you and one friend will. to the Super Bowl. Uh, to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Wh whatever it is. Yes. And make it, make it a big deal for where they're like, oh, what the concept is, 
whatever you want has to be matched by the value of whatever they want. And if what they want is greater than what you want, it'll happen. So, yeah. and we talk about this. The They'll concept, apply themselves. The and they will is, be a great accordion player. Your grandmother wanted that award more than she wanted to irritate her teacher. And so she practiced hard and... No, I think she was irritating her teacher by getting the award. Oh, she wanted the... Oh, <laughs> that's funny. I think, I think she was still irritating her teacher. <laughs> so, but the, the yeah. reward, make the reward match the task. You know, it's the opposite of that concept. Let the punishment fit the crime, you know, from um, uh, the parent trap. You know, let yeah, the punishment yeah. fit. No, it's the opposite of that. Make the reward match the task where the greater the thing you're asking of your kid. And in this case, you know, four years of accordion lessons. Hey, that's worth a... Yeah, because it's something you a she- a want. She- a to- yeah. fully restored Chevy Nova. Okay. And they'll see it every day in the garage and go, okay, that's mine. Here we go. Here I go. I'm going to be good at this. <laughs> and when they and the, the day they get the keys to that car, they're like, oh, yeah, totally worth four years of accordion lessons. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, You know, we did that with our kids where, you know, I'll give you, we, uh, we had, I remember Caleb. We wanted him to earn his Eagle Scout. He was, what, 11? Mm-hmm. And, we, and he was behind because he was behind. we hadn't started in, in there, a there timely were, manner. Yeah, there, were, and there were some mitigating circumstances. And we're like, okay, how do we motivate him? Because I was, I had started a new job. I, I just didn't have the time to spend with him. I was I was able to help, but I wasn't, I wasn't it, going yeah, to, I knew it, I wasn't going to be able to be that involved. It, we knew he wasn't going to, he probably wasn't going to get his, eagle. his eagle, but to, we felt like that time was constraints. important. Yeah. I wanted but that for him. Wanted, I wanted that for him. Yeah. And, and I knew, and I knew he wanted it, but I don't know that, that his desire for it would have carried him through. So what we did is we're like, okay, we have this old car. It doesn't work. Really cool. 1980 Datsun 280ZX six cylinder Painted blue with white stripes, black interior, 17-inch rims. Yeah, cool car. Tell you what, Caleb, you get your Eagle before your 16th birthday, that car is yours. And to our complete delight, he, wor- he worked really hard. He worked really hard for years to get his Eagle. And sure enough, with three weeks before his, two weeks before his eight, uh, 16th birthday, he went in for the final uh, Eagle Border Review and got his Eagle. And I, I remember that night handing him the keys. And that was a glorious moment. Now, in retrospect, we would never have given our kid a car in high school. I think that was a mistake. No, no, and not we a sports said, car like that. No. That was... <laughs> so, but that's a topic I, I for think, another podcast. I think that was too much for a 16-year-old to handle. We probably like, should have promised it. You can use it... Until you're 18. Until you're 18. And then we'll give it to mission. you. Yeah, or, you know, after you graduate and get straight A's. But whatever whatever the yeah. case, the point is the, the reward, the hot button for Caleb was strong enough to motivate him for years and able to accomplish some pretty great things that we wanted that he necess- didn't necessarily want for himself. And that's how you do it. If if you have these non-negotiables, these these absolutes of, I want you to learn accordion, then what it- Because of something I want, not because where you're, you're putting a... a Instead of making it a, a choice for them, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, no, I realize that this is something I want, not something that they are interested in or exactly. want. Then that's when this sort of uh, reward or negotiation exactly um, to motivate, um, because otherwise you're going to find resistance all along the way. 
Whereas if you do this, all of a sudden they're gung-ho, they're on board. And I want to point out, he, he mowed lawns to earn money to go to scout camp to earn his eagle. Like... I didn't have to help him at all. Yeah, that's like three hundred dollars for and the camp. And I remember camps, one so. one year he did two camps in one summer because he was behind. I mean that that's how dedicated he was. That's how great this prize was to him. The thing is, every kid, not every kid, wants a car. Some kids have no desire to drive. Mm-hmm. You'd what, be like, I don't want a car. But Tia, she, we, I remember we promised her if she got her personal progress two point which was really hard, by the way. Um, you'd come up with a great program. Where oh, yeah. She's like, why don't I get a car? And we're like, do you want a car? She's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you want? And we talked about it. We discussed it with her. And we discovered she wanted a food tour of Europe. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, well, that's roughly going to be about roughly the same price as so, this car that we're going to so get Caleb. So I made a list of everything I wanted her to learn or accomplish, mm-hmm. things that I wanted. I said, hey, if you do all this, I'll, we'll do that. We'll give you a food tour. And it was a two-week food tour yeah, of she, Europe. She didn't complete it. It was really hard, but she didn't complete it. She came really close, though. Really close. And she learned some incredible things and developed some incredible skills on her way there, even though yeah, she didn't finish you know, it. Kind of ran into a couple of roadblocks. Yeah, but, but, but out even of our so, yeah, they, we ran into some things out of our control, but... But even so, she really learned a lot of things and developed a lot of her talents and abilities during that time. So I think like a couple more quick examples, like um, that we already mentioned, uh, you can have a food tour of Europe or, you know, I'll give you and a friend a trip uh, to the Super Bowl or here's one. Okay, my son, I I know you want to play basketball this year. I, as the parent, I want you to play piano. I know you don't necessarily want to play piano. But I want you to play piano. So th- here's the deal. If you get through the first four lesson books and piano and practice every day, we will sign you up for basketball in June. And I personally will buy you that new pair of basketball shoes, you know, up to $120. And, uh, well, we also talked about grandparents and gifts. This would also be a perfect time. Like, if this is something outside of your budget where you could talk to the grandparents, hey. See if they'll sponsor them? Yeah, see if they'll sponsor them and say, hey, if they can accomplish this or do this, would you consider this? And work, talk with them in private and see what what things they would be exactly. willing to help with. Exactly. Brilliant. And... That, 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 and would, would the grandparents would be on board with that? Absolutely. Yeah. Like, oh, wow, they got a 3.5 all through, you know, or higher in, in high school. Caleb and... earned his eagle. I, I will happily pay for X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Which is really cool. And then, so... you know, one more thing. Yeah, maybe one more example. Daughter, you know, if you practice violin every day and have good behavior for your teacher for three months, I'll pay for your trip to Disneyland when we go as a family in August. You know, just mm-hmm. th- these sorts of rewards... Mm-hmm. That every kid's different. Find out what their hot button is. Yeah. And then when there's something that you want that's kind of one of those non-negotiables. And by the way, these should be rare. Non-negotiables and uh, the, these absolutes should be relatively rare. I really disagree with this mom who refused to let her daughter buy Hello Kitty. I think there are so many other battles that that mom could be fighting. I don't think Hello Kitty was really the one she wanted that she picked. Because you're not going to win them all. You need to choose which battles you want to. I know there's so many like, wanna, battles though that are worth fighting. That yeah, that, that's you're like, not one of them. Don't fight that one. Don't. <laughs> so, 
So, but then, but the other ideas, like, uh, you know, in high school, they have those trips to trips to Europe or trips to mm -hmm. Costa Rica. If, you know, you take the AP Euro class or the AP Spanish class Mm -hmm. and, you know, those are expensive. That would be a thing of, hey, talk to your grandparents. If you make a 3.5 or if you get straight A's or, you know, grandma and grandpa said they will sponsor you on this trip to Europe. How if cool. you can do it. How cool is that? Then you get multi-generational support. Yeah. And grandparents are on board and they're checking in and you get that social reinforcement. And, mm-hmm. and, the, and the other thing too is it's really easy to track. If you're just using mastery points, mm-hmm. it's really easy to see how they're progressing. There it is. It's all there. It's right there in the app. It's kind of cool. And well, you can yeah, add and it as... But the, oh, well, not even that. But like if, like, let's say you required them to do the accordion lessons. Mm-hmm. Well, then they can say, "Oh, one of my goals is to practice accordion every day." Exactly, and then and they're getting—they're right getting immediate rewards. So they're getting the money reward. Yeah, at the same the, time, plus, the, plus bonus, the overall, plus the mastery points. Yeah, it's. It, yeah, and we'll it, talk about that too, where we have layered rewards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's well. This is definitely a layered, layered. But the reward. thing is, Hannah, and this is the thing I love the most: is it stuff you were going to pay for anyway. This is not a new expense. This is stuff you—you you were already going to Disneyland with the family. You already were hoping to them to go to Europe with their AP. You were already class. paying for sports classes. You were already going to pay for piano lessons. But now, <laughs> now your kids are working hard to pay for a piano lesson they don't even want, and they're practicing really hard because it's something that you wanted. But it's because of something they want in exchange. And in the process, maybe they do learn. Oh, I really do like piano, or maybe they learn. Oh, wow, I really do enjoy football or basketball, or I really do enjoy the le- learning the violin and well or if nothing else they'll learn like the discipline and the at the, the very least they do they learn a discipline and they learn a, a great talent and a skill yeah that, that it can carry over to other other achievements that they make later on in life and someday they could even play the kazoo at a funeral <laughs> right before we end i i wanted to say to reemphasize the point though that when you do send your kids shopping or whatever that you do have the rules. You do have rules in place and that you should talk about as a family. Like, okay. Um, right. We'll, we'll cover that in a future podcast. The, how to set this up in the home or you get, how do you get everybody on board? Well, no, like uh, I'm talking more like, hey, I don't want you buying candy. You know, or you're not allowed buying candy, but you set these rules up ahead of time. If you buy clothes, you know, you can't have shorts that are shorter than this. You can't, you know, I don't want your stomach showing, you know, these are things that I expect. If you break these rules, you're going to lose those, those things. Yeah. Because it's still Um, my home. Even though it's your money and you spent your money on that, that's breaking the rules of how this system works. No, you have to think of yourself as like the principal of a private school. Mm-hmm. You choose the dress code, but you also choose the curriculum. Now, within that curriculum, maybe the kids have options, but the dress code may, and within the dress code, maybe they have options, but there are certain things that are definite no's. And in our family, for instance, you know, we, you're not allowed, like you said, you know, um, no skimpy shorts, no, what are the tube tops, whatever they are. Yeah. Like, like we, we have modesty rules that the kids all know, or at least they should. And if they, they don't, we're happy to explain it to them. And then, then they're able within those parameters to go shopping, and there's plenty of options. Yeah, and, and pick your battles. Like you may say, "Hey, no dyeing your hair unnatural colors," mm-hmm. but but you set that up as a family ahead of time. You set right. up what your family right. rules are ahead of time, what the rules of this game are, 
and and well, it becomes extremely important once the kids have money because th- there's this tendency when they have money they think they have it's a free for all and it's not and so and that's part of the reason you have to set up this spending plan and we'll talk about that yeah but, and the app yeah the app helps that because they see how their money's distributed oh oh no no this is your fun I money. only have two dollars in fun money I have seven dollars in clothing I got forty bucks towards football. That's where the money's supposed to be going. Yeah. And and so you, and that's, I guess, this shouldn't need to be said, but I'll say it anyway. You're the parent. You are the coach. You're the boss. It's your home, your rules. You know, this is, this is not a free-for-all. And so the money has to serve a specific purpose. So even if you're not using money pants and you're just giving your kids an allowance, make sure that their allowance is going towards something that they need to be working uh, working towards that they're earning something yeah, yeah exactly. that you would want them to earn but well, it, well if you don't do this it, with whatever system you come up with it whether be a disaster you're going to end up with the situation that we described at the beginning where the woman said hey i paid my kids it was a horrible disaster mm-hmm. it backfired it was to their detriment and it would be and sure. it, this it, it did not teach them it taught them to be irresponsible and I regret ever doing it. Yeah. So that's... She, she was missing a key ingredient. She was missing that ingredient. And so so now you know what that ingredient is. You you understand... Well, no. The, the goal of Money Pants is to help kids develop financial sense, but also to develop their potential and their talents to, to you know, balance and, and healthy lives and to be to become independent adults. And the, the free-for-all... It's a free-for-all with the money... Not that's gonna not going to happen. You're not going to help your child. Yeah, that's happen. not going to help your child become their best selves. That's not going to help them develop hygiene and develop good mm-hmm. manners and develop their talents if you just, you know, throw money at them and and make it a smorgasbord of of hey, do whatever you want. Yeah, the free for all spending spree. Yeah. So when you're setting up money pants, got you got to get your team together, and you're gonna you're gonna get, get start paying for things. But it's not a free for all. And here are the rules to the game, and here are the options within those rules. Just you got to set that up when you, when you before you start using the app, before you start using the program, you got to set up kind of the rules to the game. And then once everybody's on board, then it's really fun to watch. It is really, really fun to watch. And directed spending, I think, is one of the most satisfying things: is watching your kids developing their personal talents and their and their tastes and values and styles, and watching. Oh wow! I didn't know that about my child, and it's it's fun for the parent to to see them develop those those personalities. On our website, we have a, a, a we'll also be publishing a blog on this topic, and in, within that blog, we're going to put a video. Oh, I uh, love called that. That directed video spending. Is awesome. That video and, is awesome. <laughs> and well, what's what's great we about it? We videotaped our kids actually doing. This. Yeah, is what I did in that video is I I took a camera person along with me on a shopping trip where I was taking a kid shopping for some underwear and another kid shopping for some shoes, and I demonstrated what exactly the directed, how exactly this directed mm-hmm. spending works, what your job as the parent is, and for some reason it helps just to see it. It, it helps to see it done. It's one thing to talk about it and go, okay, okay, yeah. But for some reason, seeing somebody do it, yeah, it go, it's it makes it a lot clearer. Okay, okay, I see how that works. Yep. I got it. So so you uh, go on to our website, captainmoneypants.com, find the blog, and and you can watch the video and 
and you'll be glad you did actually because it's really it's really good it's really short it's like five minutes and that's all the time we have for today if if you like what you hear in this podcast please tell your friends we may have some information here that they really like and if you have a suggestion for a future podcast please go to our website uh, go under support click contact us send us an email and we'll get right on it and that's it that's it for today Enjoy some Falcon Jasper galvanizingly goofy garage music. We'll see you next time.